0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another another episode of transfer carnage and boy i'm telling you tonight was carnage um i'm smiling and i'm gonna be nice to avi my my co-host um because it's my fault i'm late people but listen better late than never hey listen it's all about um we're here man the main thing is we're here we're here and uh avi i know you're not very happy with me today but listen as a forfeit, as a forfeit, I'm going to be nice to you tonight. How's that? For me being late and messing up the show with 10 minutes late, I'm going to be nice to you. How you doing, my brother from California?
0: Very disgruntled. Who configures their computer
1: at like 140? Not like me. De-
0: well, not was me. You? It was no, you. Not, not me. It must
1: be the kids. Honestly, I, I, I can only blame the kids. But, um, even though even though I'm the boss, you know, we know they're the boss, right?
0: Yeah. So anyway, it's good. Um, it's good to be here. It's good to be as Sunny as always. And uh, do you want me to introduce um oh, Jess? Or do you want oh, to do man. the
1: honors? Do you want to do oh, the man. honors? Or... No, no, no. You have to do the honors. <laughs> I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of introducing our special guest you today. Have, you shouldn't have turned up today, Grizz. It's um, uh, no, man. It's over he... to you to introduce our special <laughs> guest today.
0: Yeah, we've got another American, so you're outnumbered today, Grizz. I want to welcome Jess. Um at Jacinio. she knows Bull, she knows Arsenal. Um, great content. Make sure you guys give her a follow. But um, welcome, Jesse. your first show with
2: us. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, I'm more chill about the late thing. No problem with me. You know, I'm excited to talk transfers and Liverpool and all that kind of stuff with you guys. So, yeah, let's do it.
1: Absolutely. Listen, uh, as I was telling you off air why you guys were going mad and panicking and there was me relaxed and all calm and switching wires... This is the nature of the game we're in, man. And this is what makes it all fun. Because, look, at the end of the day, we're not match of the day. We're not Sky Sports. We're not BN Sports. We're, we're reps of our clubs and we love our clubs and we like to chat football in a relaxed environment. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, things gang haywire a bit. But listen, Jesse, we got you in today. Because, and it's you know what? It's Jesse, Jess, Jess, It's Jess. We refer to her as Jess, not Jesse. Yeah? <laughs> Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jessica, my, my apologies. My apologies. He's right. You know, I get carried away with the names sometimes. So listen, feel free to correct me when I'm wrong because I'm wrong often. But listen, it's amazing timing we got you on today because I wanted to touch upon like your club's de- like transfer plans. And looks like you guys are serious, this window. But it always seems like you're serious at the start. And then it kind of drags on. But this time, the news, I don't know if you've been up, to, like sort of um, catch caught up with it, but there's news of a breaking um, breaking news of a bid from Everton for Ben White, which seemed to be a player that you guys have secured. Your thoughts on that, Jessica?
2: Well, I'm pretty calm. I mean, I'm very calm. I just think there's several ways to think about this. We all know that when a club is want something different, you know, in terms of terms for a deal, sometimes they'll go to, you know, media outlets and start to make a fuss to try to force, you know, the club that they're in talks with to, to pay up. And that's what it feels like to me. It very much feels like we want more money up front. We want 50 instead of 45 plus five and Arsenal is not really budging. And also Ben White is in the Euro, so there's still some time to negotiate. Maybe Everton has made an inquiry. It's kind of a little bit weird. They have Ben Godfrey. They I think they spent about $40 million on Ben Godfrey, who already kind of plays in that position. Yeah. So it feels a little bit weird that they'd be interested in Ben White. So for me, it's just this kind of paper talk, trying to force Arsenal's hand to go ahead and pay that extra $5 million and more up front. But then also, if there is an aspect of Ben White, like, okay, I want to go to Everton because – they seem serious about me because they're moving quick, then go, you know, we can spend that 50 million somewhere else. You know, we have Saliba. So if you don't want to come, then we'll live with it. That's kind of how I think about it. But I think this deal is pretty much done. We're just haggling over last minute details and we'll see after the Euros, what happens? He may be an Everton player. He may be an Arsenal player, but either way, I think we're good. Yeah.
1: So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. You're right. Absolutely. It's the time where it's a time where there's a lot of mind games, as you said, with clubs trying to sort of um negotiate and get the upper hand in terms of who looks the stronger in the negotiations type of thing. Before I ask Avi about the situation and what he makes of it, what's your thoughts on Ben White himself as a player with his value? I mean, I know Liverpool were interested in him quite. Quite significantly but we weren't prepared to pay anything like 50 million for him we were sort of more looking 30 million for him you guys have gone in on the deep end and and, and thought you know let's put the money uh, on the table and and, and see what it's all about what's your thoughts on the player and if you think the values just one second Chris just one
0: second I'm just going to add Mike from Blue Boys Network sorry guys it's a bit of a mayhem show today but we've got Mike on, so I'm just going to add Mike as well to the stream and then Jess if you want to continue with the Ben White stuff sure Mike, how's it going, mate?
3: All oh, good, peeps. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. How how are you, Grease? How are you, Avi? And it's lovely to meet you, Jeff.
1: Pleasure no problem. Well. Pleasure well, to meet well, well. you. Mikey's uh yeah, it's a bit of a carnage today, but listen, that's what it's about. You know, I know you've had um um first I want to ask, is is is, is your pops okay? Everything okay with the pops?
3: Yeah, yes. Yeah, the sound, I'm sitting in the car now, as you can see. I've literally rocked up. I thought, you know what, I won't dedication. The... dedication, dedication, dedication. won't disturb the little one. I'll just jump straight in the car and just do it out there. I'm sitting outside mm-hmm. the doctor's next to my house. Lights on, shining bright, ready to go.
1: Amazing, beautiful. But listen, it's, it's this amazing time because I was just asking Jessica about the Ben White situation. Everton have made a bid. I, I, know, and I just wanted Jessica's thought on the player himself. What do you think of him? What do you know about him?
2: I think he's a good player. I, I don't think we're any of us are under the illusion that he's worth 50 million, 55 million. We know that that's just, you know, I, I don't know, Premier League tax, you know, being yeah, part of the sure. English national team tax, you know, things like that. So, I think he's a good upside player. He's somebody that, you know, could potentially be worth a lot more in the future. He's he seems like for Arteta he would be a version of a John Stones, you know, next to Gabriel. He's a good age. He's 24, which is, you know, a little bit more of a safety net versus somebody like Saliba coming from a different league being 20 years old. So I think he's good. He's good with the ball at his feet. I don't necessarily think he's an amazing defender, but I don't think that's why we'd be looking for him. It's more about playing the ball out of the back, being comfortable on the ball. We have Rob Holding. He's not really comfortable like that. So it just, it's, he's a good player, you know, but we're overpaying. And anybody who wants to buy him will overpay because that's just what you have to pay for Premier League proven players that are English and in the English national team. It is what it is, you know. But good player, good player. Mike, sure.
1: Mike Jessica, make some tremendous points in terms of the ball playing side of him, uh, being young, English, the Premier League tax, and everything. You've recently, well, I think last season bought Ben Godfrey, yeah, and. Um, so similar situation. I think you paid about 35, 30 million for him, was it? Something think, like
3: that. I think it was. I think it was twenty-five, but
1: there's 11, twenty-five there's add-ons, five. whatever. So, and now it, it's, it's turned out sort of that it's just breaking news that you guys have made a bid for for Ben White. Matched the bid, I think. Is it Jessica match the bid? Is, is the news coming out or something like that?
2: It's they're paying what. Brighton once plus more money up front. but it's also been reported that it's not a bid. They just there's no formal offer. It's just that's what they're willing to pay.
1: Okay, my thoughts, um, Ben White.
3: It's, it's, I tell you what, it's mad to be an Everton fan at the minute. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, from an Everton fan perspective, obviously, I, I was worried about financial fair play with ourselves. To be honest, you know, we we. This it looks like we're going to be another another window where we're going to spend a lot of money, and we've still got this very aging dead squad in front of our centre back. So I was a little bit surprised when I read that Everton were prepared to pay fifty million for Ben White. However, I kind of think it is paper talk. I kind of think it's just a way of getting Arsenal to pull. Pull the trigger, a it will be more. That's exactly what Jess, Jess said. Yeah, it's it, it's very it's very very easy to compare Everton and Arsenal. I'm not I'm not saying Everton are as big as Arsenal. I'm not I'm not saying that. But both clubs are very much in a transition period. Everton are trying, as we already know, failed last season to break into that top six. Arsenal have slipped down and again trying to break back into it. It's very easy to. Compare Everton, who's getting a new stadium, prepared to spend money, young squads. With Arsenal, who's got a young manager, a young squad, want young, hungry players. So I I really do think that it's, I think he'll be an Arsenal player at the end of the window. And I'm not buying into Everton really being prepared to spend £50 on Ben White. I'm really not
1: hmm Avi, Ben White fan. I- I'm not going to lie. Let me just quickly give my opinion because it's the least valuable out of our lot. So I'm just going to give mine. I think he's a fantastic player. I'm a massive Ben White fan. I think he's going to develop into an absolute Rolls Royce of a defender. Yes, he needs to develop more on the sort of the, the, his actual defending, but I think that comes with experience playing with better players around him. I think he's ready for the next level. Um, I hope I haven't sort of infiltrated your thoughts. Have you? you? can give your thoughts
0: now. No, I think he's a good player. Look, he had a great um, breakout season at Leeds, um, came to Brighton last season. I thought he found it tough at centre-back and then I think Potter sort of transitioned him into a deep-lying midfielder, um, which sort of helped him um, mature a little bit. I think he showed a lot of intelligence in that role as well. Whether he can lead the line in an Arsenal back four I don't think he can um I think with Everton I think Godfrey's a brilliant defender but I know he's played off the left at times for the year And then you've got obviously Keane um who's been tremendous for the last sort of 18 months Mike he might disagree but I think he's been pretty good so I think Ben White I think it is more sort of he's sort of banned for Arsenal I think Everton I think it's just paper talk I think Everton obviously have just made an appointment which um Which has been a bit controversial, as we know, in the last 48 hours. We'll come to that. But um, no, I think Ben White is probably um, Arsenal bound myself. Chris.
1: Um, So let's just assume that Ben White is Arsenal bound. What else are you looking to do in this window, Jessica? What else do you think Arsenal need to do in this window, and what's likely?
2: Well, what I like is that we're filling gaps in the squad from play. Like, there's players or positions that we didn't have covered that we're actually doing already. So we brought in Tavares from uh, Benfica, who's going to be a backup left back, Laconga, who's going to be like a midfield rotational option that's very similar to Thomas Party but young with high upside. And then you're going to bring in a right-sided center back in Ben White, who will hopefully be you know swapping time with Saliba. So those are good things, but let's not get it twisted. We still need a starting central midfielder, whoever's going to replace Granit Jacka. And then we're probably going to need something of a creative midfielder, whether that person plays off of the left, like an Awa, or they play through the middle as a number 10, like Odegaard or James Madison or something like that. Not saying I'm getting these players, but, you know, something like that. That's what we need to do. I think we can avoid striker altogether. We have a bombing, Lacazette, Baligan, Enchetti. All these guys are still here, Martinelli. So, yeah, creative midfielder, central midfielder still need to get done, but a good start. And, you know, you guys have said that, like, we usually start off pretty fast and then things kind of taper off. This is the first time that I've actually seen us really, really get things done early. So I think that's a good sign. Jess,
0: just, just on that quickly, um, and then we'll sort of swiftly move on, but just uh, a quick one on Granite Chaka. I know he dyed his hair for the Euros. He's gone all blonde, but he's, he, he looks like a brand new player. Does that frustrate you as an Arsenal fan? Because you know that he's got it in him. And to be fair, he has played games where he has performed really well, but... It's just finding that consistency with him because he looks like a he's he's been amazing against France. He was everywhere. He was pinging passes, 40, 50 crisp passes on the pitch. He he was probably the best sort of midfielder on show. Pogba played well, don't get me wrong, but, you know, um, Pogba's Pogba, you know, with a little jig and a dance. But I thought Granite Chaka was, I thought he was boss against France.
2: I mean, it's for me, it's a little bit more frustrating in terms of like, I don't think he's been holding back from us. And this is like a performance that he's been holding from the Arsenal fan base. It's just we've never had the right players around him in order to get the best out of him. It's a squad building issue. They brought him in and they never gave him a box to box, like a mobile box to box player to play next to him. And that's an issue. The first time that we've seen him play really well for Arsenal was with Thomas Partey. So it's not like we haven't seen this. I mean, we've had a bad season, so it's harder to see. But we know Granite needs to be playing next to somebody with a little bit more mobility. We've never done that. He's been playing next to Torreira and Ceballos, and that's just not the right thing. So it's a squad-building issue, but it's still time for him to move on. We need something different in that midfield. So I hope he gets his move to Roma and we make a little bit of money and we can kind of shift around the midfield. But for me, I felt a little (laughs) bit just more – Happy for him that people can see that and validated in kind of like my feelings about how he's not as bad as people make him out to seem. It's just the fan base. Once we get on somebody, we just absolutely keep piling on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, no. It's listen. Near enough every fan base does that. When 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 a player becomes not so favorite anymore, it all it takes is one bad move, and then he, every move of his is scrutinized more than it should be. So even though Jacques Cahal will have good games, his bad points will always be lurking in the back of people's thoughts and minds, like he's the same guy that chopped the captaincy band. I don't know if he chucked it, but he placed it on the floor, whatever. Yeah. You know, there was a big uproar about that. But I'm with Avi. I thought he was fantastic. I yeah. thought, but look, again, you know your club better, but I would have thought, I'm, I'm in agreement that, yeah, you need the money to to sort of finance other deals, as you said. I'm surprised you didn't say strike. I'm surprised you're happy with with the strikers that you've got because I know you mentioned Obama Yang, but but he just doesn't like playing through the middle, does he? He likes to come in off the left. But you're saying you'd rather him go through centrally? Is that what you're trying to say?
2: He actually prefers to play through the center. It just mm-hmm. the difference is is that as a center forward at Arsenal, because we don't have a lot of creativity. Our center forward has to build up and they have to come a little bit deeper. And he'd rather play off of the shoulder and just run in behind. So until we're able to have more creative players in behind him, it's a little bit more difficult, but I think we'll solve that over the summer. Ultimately, though, we're not going to be able to address every single position. Exactly, and I think yeah. striker is going to be the one that we just miss out on. He and we be have to figure team. it out later. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, okay, Mikey. We've got to address the elephant in the room. Amazing week, I'd say, or couple of weeks since the since the rumours started happening. Um, you've just appointed um, a Liverpool legend. Um, Careful, Careful, Chris Careful, no. Chris. Careful no. with that word. Look, I don't care what people say. He's a he's a he's a legend of Liverpool Football Club. We'll come on to what we think as Liverpool fans. And we'll be it'll be very, I'll be curious to see what Jessica thinks as a neutral. Um, but Mikey, talk me through when the first when the the rumor first came and you thought, ah, this can't be real, and then the emotions through, and then when he's appointed, how do you feel now? Is it different from when you the rumors came out? Do you feel differently now that it's happened? Talk to me.
3: Uh, I uh, so again, it's difficult for me because again. Um I was one of I would say the minority of Everton fans. Actually, I didn't have a problem with Everton appointing Benitez. I didn't I didn't have an issue. I understand Everton fans have fumed, like they have been livid. I mean, there's been banners, there's been all sorts of horrible things written about Benitez. And to be honest, it, it, it's sort of disappointing to see that from a from my perspective, because I just don't think some of the things that were written needed to be so personal against him. You know, trying to put banners in and around his house—it was just madness. But I do understand Everton fans' frustrations. Like he is a Liverpool legend. You know, we won a Champions League with you in two thousand and five. You come back from three 0 down with some fantastic substitutions on his on his behalf. And you won a game, a very tough game against Carlo Ancelotti. So the last two Everton managers were were in that final. That's what's mad. Everton have got two managers who who have won the Champions League, who have sort of transcended each other. So for me, yeah, when the, when the rumours first come out, I wasn't against it. I actually put money on it. I actually put money on it and won won money
0: on that bet. To- did that pay? Did that pay for the wedding, Mike? Not
1: quite. Am, oh my God! Oh my God. Oh, so first of all, I know, apologies. You're so apologies. Of people, absolute apologies, Mike. Oh my God! How dare I? Do you know what? It's been that kind of day. I'm all over the place. Congratulations! <laughs> um, we saw the amazing pictures. My God, are you punching? But that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different story. You know, absolute congratulations oh to man, you man. and 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 your other half as well. Sorry. Yeah, cheers man. Nah, nah, cheers, man. Appreciate it. Um, And yeah,
3: I am Um, (laughs) punching, but but now I just I think it's sort of if you take the Liverpool element out of Rafa Benitez, he's been successful at Chelsea. He's been successful at Valencia. He's been yeah, all right. We might argue with Newcastle, but he did a good job at Newcastle. You know, he got them promoted with a very poor side he's he's not done a bad job anywhere and he's still got a very good reputation and name in world football. Maybe he isn't the Rafa Benitez of 15 years ago. Maybe he isn't. But, <laughs> but what he is, is someone who's still got enough of a name to still bring in and attract some of these players
1: that
3: yeah. want to attract, you know, Everton, on paper, at this moment in time, are a complete mess. You know, they, they are. Carlo Ancelotti's left. You don't know what's happening with James Rodriguez, with Charleston, Allen, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's been linked with Arsenal. You know, we don't know where we are. So, to bring in a manager like Rafa Benitez, who knows the Premier League, who is an established name, who is stable, I think we've done a better job than what what Spurs have with Nuno. I'd, I'd rather pick an established Premier League proven manager who has a big name and managed big teams, then yes, Nuno did a good job, but he's not managed at the top level. And if Everton wants to get to the top level, then they need to get a top level proven manager. And although it was a long time ago, at least he's been there. At least he's done it. So I was cool with it, but I would say 90% of the Everton fan base was against it. And Mm -hmm. and it was fucking brutal. But what they should have done is pointed the finger at the board. You know, Benitez come out and said, look, I'm happy to join your club. I want to join your club. I'll do well for the city. I love the city. Supports cancer charities. Supports, you know, children who who don't have anything. He does so much for, for Liverpool as a city. It doesn't make sense to hate him, irrespective of what he said. Thirteen years ago, you know, he, he made a comment that Everton was a small club when Everton was fifth in the league, and I I think Liverpool were fourth at the time. It was it was thirteen years ago. I'll let it slide. David Moyes called Suarez a diver. You know, we've 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 disrespected Liverpool over the years.
1: Absolutely, there's no coach that doesn't disrespect another neighbour or rival at some stage in his career. It's like. You know, that's what coaches do. It's all part of the setup, the mind games, the to, to, to get motive sort of one side motivated over others.
3: You exactly. know, yeah. Exactly. So what I just I sort of just get on with it. The, the comment was made a long time ago, and whether Everton fans like him or not, I appreciate their opinion. They're more than entitled to it. We all are entitled to our own. But for me, I'm cool with it and I I wish him well and I hope we do succeed. And at the end of the day, if we don't succeed, we're going to be in exactly the same boat we was 18 months ago, looking for a new manager yet again.
1: Avi, I know know you want to uh, dive in into sort of your thoughts, but I just want to get your thoughts about Rafa from the Liverpool perspective. When you first heard the rumours and you thought, "Ah, no, Rafa's not going to take this, but then he takes it, um, does it. Does it diminish his legacy in any way whatsoever? Is there, you know, just give me your thoughts, man. Talk to me as well. Grizz, um,
0: when it first was linked, I didn't think much of it. I thought, no, I think Mashuri's up to his old tricks here um, just to try and wind up Liverpool fans and whatnot. But then the more and more the week went on, Mm. the more and more his representatives didn't really deny it. You thought, maybe because of his wife, Monty, and the two daughters are based in Liverpool. They were still based in Liverpool when he was at Newcastle as well. Um, You thought, hang on a minute, this, this actually could um, become a reality. And then obviously pretty much last week um, before the confirmation, it was sort of, yeah, certain that he was going to become Everton manager. I think it's a fantastic appointment for Everton. I really do. Um, He's not washed up um, as many are claiming he's, went to China for a little project for a payday, really. He's come back. He's looking for a fresh job. He's trimmed down a bit as well from what I've seen from the latest pictures. So he's been working on his fitness a little bit, but he's, like me, he's, he's yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, he's done a really good job at Newcastle. We know what he's done at Liverpool, Valencia prior, um, done a really good job at napoli so he's managed some tough clubs with some tough owners laura knight is at napoli he had the two cl- clowns that you know were managing well which were custodians for our football club prior to um fsg um so he's worked with tough Ooh, mike ashley you know so he's worked with tough, tougher um owners he's he, he's worked at madrid he had a string at Madri- madrid where they didn't even want him but he still took that job on um albeit for a short while, but I think it was bigger than that because he had big personalities in that squad. We won't say who. Um, I think I think he will do really well. Um, as a Liverpool fan, I'm over it. Like, literally, I'm over it. Maybe I won't understand it because I'm not uh, really from the Liverpool area. Maybe it's, it hurts more for the local, which I totally understand. But for me, it's, you know, he managed us from a period of 2005 to 2010, Gave us some great years, two European Cup finals, an FA Cup, nearly won the league in 08-09. So for me, it's, you know, I wish him well. Obviously, I don't want him to succeed at Everton. Um, I think, Mike, you know, no disrespect to you, but I don't, if he gets you guys relegate it even better. But now I can see him getting maybe a top seven finish next season and then consolidating from there. I think, I think he'll bring silverware, to be honest, whether it's a League Cup or an FA Cup, I think he will deliver.
1: Jess, from from the outside, if, 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 for example, like, I think from my experience with Arsenal fans, I think about 70% wanted Arteta gone um, at the end of the season. If that happened and you was in a position where Nuno, who's just taken the Spurs job, and Rafa came on the market, what would your thoughts be as who you'd like to take over Arteta?
2: Those are the only two options. There's nothing. Unfortunately,
1: else. yeah, yeah. You, come on, you, you, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I'm not calling Arsenal <laughs> beggars, but I'm not far
2: off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's a really tough one. Um, I ask the tough questions, yeah. I mean, I guess you'd take Rafa Benitez because you knew that he has experience, but at the same time, he doesn't really strike me as a, a project manager for me. Like, I think he's more of a a higher like maybe a better version of Sam Allardyce in terms of his fixer ability. Like he can come in and do a job quickly. And Arsenal is a long-term project, you know, so, but he would, I think he would be the, the easiest to get the fans to, to back, you know, cause Nuno yeah. for me, I'm just, I don't really understand that one at all. So I would say Benitez, you know, that'd probably be the better option. You. Just, just, a question, just a question just for me when Wenger left you got
0: in Unai Emery if you had the choice at that point I think Benitez was coming off um a top three finish at Napoli I think they won the Copper Italia that season as well would you have taken Benitez over Emery at that specific moment or would you have gone with the younger sort of Spanish manager up and coming I
2: mean again you're giving me two options that I'd prefer neither, but I'd probably take Benitez still, you know, it's just Unai Emery never made sense to me at all. You know, he Mm. failed at PSG. Arsenal is, a, you know, whether people want to accept it or not is still a very big club with a lot of pressure. Cause I mean, the person that follows Arsene Wenger needs to be, have just as much, you know, respect and a big personality. And he was very meek and a little bit of a yes man type. I know people think Arteta is, but no, Unai Emery definitely was a yes man. He definitely was getting puppeted around, you know, so Benitez probably still, but again, He's just not somebody that I would want at Arsenal in general. Mm.
0: Gris, just Mike, a question. Gris, just a question that's come in for you, Grizz, from the comments. Just a question, and then we'll go to Mike. It's Wait a question, up. and I think it, it's aimed at you as well. So we obviously know these montages and pictures um, of Rafa on flags and whatnot. The cop end, Grizz. Would you, um, would you now sort of like take him away from the cop and just put him away?
1: Um, I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have that flag especially on, on Merseyside uh, Derby Day. Um, I think it's absolutely disrespectful to take his face away from that. People are saying replace him and all that kind of thing. It's not that deep. It really ain't. Um, my overall thinking and feeling is I'd rather he didn't go to Everton, but I understand that he's a professional, and we know he's the top, top professional no, you don't have to take it out. Take that off my screen. Don't, don't you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You don't take off, you know, he's a legend. You don't do something silly like that. That's disrespectful. What he's done for the community, especially around the Hills, bro, will never, ever be forgotten. And it can't be whacked off out of history. It can't be. It's important. That's not, it's, 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 it's it would be silly and sad. Um, so he would forever be an absolute legend. Um, I just don't wish him well in this job. You know, he's had so many jobs in his career and you wish him well wherever he goes. But this is one of those jobs where you don't wish him well. You know, we we understand. No, some may not understand. But we can respect that he took a job for whatever reasons he has, his reasons, family, locality, everything. But in terms of the flag, I think the best thing probably is to just make a new flag, maybe. Um, you know, something around... That's got Jurgen Klopp in it because, you know, or, or, sorry, Jurgen Klopp's in there, but, you know, so, something different. Maybe put it away, but never, we can't replace that picture and put another one in, So, like some silly fans are saying. That will be wild. Not but, replace,
0: but just take him out then, just take him off
1: then. Not even take him off it. No, just put the flag on, make a new flag, make a different flag. You know, something else. Don't have to be sort of remembering that, you know, particularly. So, you know, it's a difficult one. I'm sure that, the, I'm sure... um the Anfield crowd will come to a a resolution on what they're going to do about that. It'll be interesting to see, intriguing to see. But Mike, now that you've got Rafa Benitez, how does it change the outlook from Everton's point of view? Like we were talking about, sort of seemingly Ben White is off to Arsenal and then maybe it's the pull of Rafa that could sway things in these kind of situations, these kind of deals. Like so, Because if you get the option of choosing to play for Arteta, or Rafa Benitez, most will choose Rafa Benitez. Um, Are you encouraged by that? Does this give you hope that you could have uh, a good summer where you can bring in some some good players, big players? I
3: I think first and foremost, Rafa's job is to stabilise what we've got. And if he can do that, then he's already done well. Because you know, Allen's been linked with Real Madrid. Rodriguez could go to AC Milan. You know, Moise King could go to PSG. Calvert-Lewin could go to Arsenal. Rashardson could go to Real Madrid. You, you you take them five players out of Everton, and and we've got some serious issues. You know, there's no there's no aiming for top seven there. That's that's fighting off bottom five. But I trust Rafa to do a better job than I did. For example, Nuna. So I, I'm sort of an open book with him. You know, I, I don't know. A lot of Everton fans have come out and said, oh, he's washed up. You know, he, he managed Newcastle. He went to China. I think it's unfair to judge a manager like that before they've even started. So he's a clean slate for me. But he has got the reputation that you need. And and, and that's that's kind of sells it to me over any of the other managers who were available, you know, there was Gautier available from Lille, just won the league. Everton didn't approach him. There was, you know, big managers like Conte, Everton, you know, we need to be realistic. We weren't going to go in for Conte.
0: Could have gone back in for Big Sam, Mike.
3: Well, well, maybe we've got the Spanish equivalent. I don't know. But, I, I, I trust that Rafa knows what he's doing. And, Hopefully he builds us up. But again, as I say, Gris, it, it's an open book at the minute. This summer's massive for Everton Football Club. But he's got constraints. We do have issues with financial fair play. I'd be shocked if Everton go out and spend mega money this summer. I really, really would.
1: Really? I would have thought, wow, I thought that he'd be backed.
3: It's not It's not that he wouldn't be backed. It's a, I it's a think we've got serious issues with financial fair play. Like, serious issues like
1: but has the you know, financial play, play been relaxed this, this season? You
3: can I think, I think it's been relaxed, but not to the degree that Everton. I mean, Everton potentially are gonna report a loss of hundred and seventy
0: million this year.
2: You still you're also building a huge stadium as well. That's exactly. gonna make a huge difference. Like from experience, <laughs> you stop spending money on transfers when you build a stadium. Spurs is gonna have the exact same issue. It's probably why they couldn't bring in Conte, you know, because oh, yeah. you have to make those payments. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. They've got, they've got Usmanov bankrolling them from the back and privately, isn't it? Really. We, it was we know that funny. story. It was quite funny,
3: actually, because the picture that was released, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a picture of uh, the Everton CEO, Rafa Benitez, Leighton Baines, Duncan Ferguson. There's a little guy in the middle, and the little guy is Usmanov's nephew. And you okay. just know the little touches. They're just like, yeah, he's, so. def- he's definitely there. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no getting around it. But Everton have. Everton has spent five hundred and thirty million pounds to finish tenth in, in five years. That that's where we are. So he's got a huge job in stabilising a team and spending the right money on the right players because in in the past we haven't done that. So he's mm. got a huge job. And I wish he, I I hope I hope he delivers. But if he doesn't, it's gonna go very toxic very quickly at Goodison Park. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I, I can't wait for that part. That's my favourite part. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already looking forward to that part. Arsenal and Everton are two clubs where the fans just have absolute no patience, man, it seems like, you know. But listen, it is what it is, man. I've, I, we've spent far too long talking about Everton, I think. Now, I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, but listen, we're, we're, Avi, I tried to quickly ask you. Just got, you got a super got, chat in, Griz. Shall I read uh, it or do you want to read it? Nah, you know, you know, you're the one with the with a masterful English. Go for it. Yeah, thanks um
0: from Asim Mahmood. Thanks for the super chat. Looks like the market has started to move. Come on, Liverpool. Let's finalize the Winnow replacement and get an exciting attacker to help the top four personal favorites, Tillemans and Rafinha. Time to invest. Thank you, Asim.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I was gonna say um we were talking sort of well, we talked way too much to each other, but one of the topics that we, we spoke about. Uh, in the WhatsApp group was about in terms of Euros coming to an end and also a lot of clubs, a lot of um, teams sort of being knocked out so the players becoming available. But I want to touch upon, before we go into the players that could be sort of involved in the Euros and the Copper, while, while we we got Jessica as well, I want to ask about Bissouma. Um Again, rumours about Basuma with Liverpool originally and then Arsenal, and then Arsenal being his favourite club, and now we hear about Arsenal concentrating on. Tell me, Jessica, the guy's name. I can't. Uh, the, the guy you pulled from Belgium, Lukanga.
2: Lukanga. Lukanga.
1: Near enough, agreed a deal. That indicates, I think, in my opinion, that indicates that then Basuma is not priority. Where does that leave Basuma? You think, in terms of what he does, and do we go back in for him? It's a tricky one because we don't really like going back for players who have said no to us. And it, it and to all reports, it, it seems like he preferred Arsenal. We don't normally like players that not fully hundred percent committed. Are you, is that for me? Yeah, it's
0: for you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, look, Basuma is obviously, was obviously liked, um he's probably still is liked by the Liverpool scouting team and whatnot. Um we like him. He obviously has a massive, massive love and you know, uh, affiliation with Arsenal Football Club. He 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 wanted to join them. His hero is Patrick Vieira, you know. So you can understand that kind of point of view. But as a up and coming player who's twenty four, I'm looking at two projects here. Arsenal are no, no disrespect to you, Jessica, and any Arsenal fans, if they're watching, but you're not in that same stratosphere as Liverpool right now, currently. Um, we've had a freakish season with the amount of injuries that we've had and the, the personal tragedies that we've had as a football club. Um, we, we will be back at the top. You know, we will be fighting for the title. We'll be going man for man with City, perhaps United as well, and probably Chelsea as well. Of course, Chelsea, because um, they're spending big. It does, like make me feel, you know, what is Basuma's agent doing as such? Like, is he trying to fend off other teams? Has there been more interest from maybe a Manchester United? Because I know the Pogba talk will come up again now. What's happening with him this season? Fred has flattered to deceive. Matich is getting on now, 33-34. McTominay. Um, um, so you think that maybe other teams are coming in for him. But yeah, it's just a weird run with Basuma. You'd think that, you know, we've got rid of Wijnaldum. You know, we do like, we did like Basuma. Why that deal hasn't happened? And I know there's a gentleman's agreement of forty million. I
2: have, a, I have an answer.
0: Do
1: it. Say it.
2: We haven't sold Jackal yet. Until we sell him, we can't go for Basuma. So don't. I mean, you guys like people always question the pool. Like we do have something with the African and French players where they just they just love us, you know. So if he knows that there's an offer on the table from Liverpool, but he's waiting around for something else, and maybe just for us to. Sell Xhaka,
1: you So know. Jesse, do you think do you actually think that you're gonna go for two central midfielders? So you we, think this Lakanga guy play and, play and play. you're gonna go for a basuma type as well? Are we they similar? Central.
2: No, I think because Lakanga is very similar to Thomas. They have very similar qualities in terms of being a little bit more long-legged, more box to box, whereas Basuma is a little bit more more. Close, more tight, more central defensive midfielder, very much a six, and we need both. You need a box to box and somebody to protect the back line. I think you saw my tweet. I'm very tired of people trying to tell me that Thomas Partey and Basuma are the same player because they're freaking not. You know, so for me, it's like I want Basuma to come. Like I think that's the most obvious player to bring in. Neves is a no for me. We know we're not getting Locatelli. We need legs. We need players that can cover from sideline to sideline and box to box. I think it works. But again, if he knows that you guys are interested, but he's not quite, you know, ready to, to make that step to Liverpool, it might just be because he's hanging back to see what happens with us. He's definitely not our first choice, which is very strange. Like there's somebody else in the fold that we're waiting for. But I do think that there's still a chance that we, we may come in for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was waiting,
1: to be honest. From our, from our point of view, who's our first choice, Avi? This is the, the million-dollar question now. Like, like, Central midfielders, we had, did, I, I don't know, have we discussed John McGinn? Have we discussed him on the previous show? We, were,
0: we have. Yeah, you've got a short memory, because It must be the old age, but we, yeah. have discussed, we, have, <laughs> we have discussed John McGinn. Look, you know who my first choice is. You know who I believe that... We would be getting that's Florian Neuhaus. Um, I'm happy to get egg on uh, my face. Let, let,
1: let, let me just stop you right there. Let me just stop you right there. What's There's right a diff- so, Florian Newhouse, Newhouse, Neuhaus, Newhouse. not a new house. It's all right, all right, all right. Listen, I'm getting enough stick. I'm getting enough stick in the chat about Jesse and Jess and Jessica. Like, people are saying, What if we called you Grizzly Grizzles Grizzly? Like, I wouldn't mind people. Like, you know, me and me and Jessica have only met for 41 minutes, but we're cool. She's calm with me. Sh- she ain't got a problem with me calling her Jesse from time to time because we roll like that. So just lay off, man. But Avi, going back to this chat, right? And guys, you guys are my witnesses, right? He said that Florian Neuhaus would be his choice of a central midfielder for Liverpool Football Club. No, no, no. My first choice
0: was... Uh, right, so that's the
1: question.
0: My first choice was to use Basuma, Grizz. You know this privately. I've, I've raved about Bissouma. Um, I think he's had a fantastic season. I think he's a perfect replacement for Ronaldo. Not as energetic, maybe. But I think he's a little bit... Uh, he has similar traits. But I think we have walked from... Any sort of deal that we were going to do with Basuma because we're a club that doesn't hang out, uh, hang about. You know, we did that with Ishmael Assar last season when we asked Watford what their price was for him. And then all of a sudden, 24 hours, we've gone and brought Diego Jota. So I think we probably gave Basuma a deadline. Um, and they probably said, Look, we can't make a decision yet. Um, and then we've gone on to the next target. As you know, Liverpool. Live off this system that they have the scouting the successful scouting team have, and they'll go to the next option that next option I believe it was is florian Neuhaus Germany have been knocked out. I would expect some kind of movement um in the next coming days um, I think it's first i think it was today wasn't it the first official sort of transfer window where we can now start to talk to European clubs and whatnot so um I would expect it, I would have expected a canate unveiling video today or tomorrow. And then let's see what the next couple of days hold. Um, We have a fan base right now, Grizz, very toxic, um, as we know on Twitter, like very um, impatience, especially now that Sancho has uh, pretty much confirmed his move to Manchester United. And now everyone's like, oh, tweeting at the owners, tweeting at Mr. Henry and whatnot saying, oh, you know, where's our move? Where's our move? Let's, Bring, let's be a bit patient. Let's be a bit patient and let's see what. Look, there's a long time till the first game of the season. A hell of a lot, a, a long time. Yes, we do like to bring in our signings early, get them in for pre-season. But sometimes that's not always the way, as with Thiago and as with Jota. It does take time sometimes to get complex deals, especially during the COVID hit season, COVID hit 18 months. These deals are more complex because we do want sort of payment structures in place where we want them over a length of four or five years. Um, I think Sancho's deal, that's been spread over five years as well, 17 million a year. So, you know, it is one of those um, situations where we've just got to be a bit patient and we will make the right signings. I still firmly believe that. Grizz, you were on the same train that we will have a successful summer. So uh, let's wait and see.
1: I'm going to let you uh, bring up some comments and we'll we'll, we'll address a few comments while I ask uh, Mike his opinion on on what you've mentioned. So we'll come back to the Liverpool stuff uh, for the final part of the show. So you make a note of some comments, Avi. Mike, um, Sancho, just, I guess, no horse in the race, neutral opinion. What do you think about that deal, the price, the player?
3: I... It's been a deal that's been going on now for, what, two years, really. It's it's a player that I fully expected to be a Man United player last summer. Uh, 90 million. In today's money, that's probably about right. Arguably, he's done well in Germany. It, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to do well in the Premier League. So I think it's a bit of a gamble. However, look, there's no doubt he's a quality, quality player who's got everything. Can beat a man, can score goals. He's a good signing for Manchester United. The issue Manchester United have is the manager that's uh, that's looking after him. So,
1: yeah, they can bring in they can, they can bring in Messi for for all those and purposes. Yeah, as long as Ollie's at the wheel, they're winning nothing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, Avi. Some people in the in the want to throw a few questions. I, I, I haven't got access to the comments today. Uh, anything that stood out to you that you want to address? Just a Sancho one, just a Sancho news. Um, not, no,
0: Avi, what happened in January? So people obviously still uh, seething over January.
1: Well, no, I we're not, we're not, we're no, not, we're not talking about January again. Yeah, yeah, forget um, about January. People always want to look backwards, not forwards. You know, we've got to look forward. Where we've just Gris, there's, a, there's,
0: one, there's one here, Grizz. Um, if you want to take it, any truth in the room is Goretzka, Komen, and Gravenbrecht, so you can hit all three stones uh together.
1: So, there's definite uh, definite links to two out of the three. Um, Goretzka's the one that I haven't personally heard anything on, uh, but again, it's very similar to the Thiago situation where uh, he's coming up to the final, yeah, he? he's coming up to the final of his contract and he's refusing to sign. I think Bayern. I think Bayern are unwilling to sort of go big. It's, it's the Sane deal that, wrecks, that that's wrecked all that. Now Sule is available say.
0: as well. Sule is available as well now.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that you know, it's a small example of when you give one player such high wages, and then everyone else comes knocking on the door, and says, "What about me? What about me? What about me?" And then you have to make some hard decisions. They they bought Sane on some insane wages. Um, It's fair to say he hasn't fulfilled his potential, and I think Goretzka's probably, probably going to end up staying at Bayern. Uh, I haven't any heard any links to Liverpool directly. Obviously, from what the press are saying, I do know of interest in Coleman, but I think again, very much like um, like Jessica said about um, the Everton news coming out to sort of pressurize Arsenal to let's let's move. I think it's for our, our, our targets to sort of get, get going. I don't think Coleman is a is, is someone that we, we go to sort of the price that they're looking for, which is around eighty to €90 million. Euros. Gotcha. Um, and Graven Birch, I've said often, Graven Birch is the, is the long-term project. Graven Birch, um, we earn for him, but Ajax don't want to release him this season. Ideally, one more season. So um, that's the situation with those names
0: this has come up quite a bit as well um from john cutler um any sales grizz and i know we've mentioned this off here but um are we basically waiting to offload a few before we go sort of okay we'll grab him we'll grab him from europe we'll grab him is it because we've maybe stockpiled a lot of players a lot of players who were on loan in the last sort of year year and a half who will come back and now we've just got all like Get a price for them and just get rid of them instead of like Harry Wilson, for example. I know we've recouped like 10 million in loans from him, but is it time to actually let him go now for a reasonable fee, whether it's 8 million or 9 million, 10 million, just to get him off our books? Gruyich, the same. Whether Um, we
1: like it, whether we like it or not, only Man City, Chelsea, and probably United don't have to worry about offloading players. So we've got Mike from Everton who mentioned about five players that are possibly wanting to go, or you know, if bids come in, you'd be struggling. Jessica had mentioned about Jack wanting to go, uh, you know, possibly others as well. That you know, Reese, uh, what's his name, the young kid,
2: Reese Balleran, like you know, how many, how like many bids?
1: Villa making bids. So we're not immune to this, unfortunately. It's it's all part and parcel of football business we're not in a position where we can disregard sales and just look at incoming. So we have to evaluate bids. It does seem like we're trying to create a pot and then go and get our targets. I don't think it's reliant upon sales, but I think it is reliant on the type of targets we can go for once we know how much is in, um, you know, yeah, look. From what I know, we're trying. To, that's the next best thing. If we can't get him for now, we're trying to do secure a deal for birch for next summer. But they're not budging. They know Birch will be worth a heck of a lot of money next season. And, and fair play to them. But we're trying our bit. Um But Mike, I want to say. So you know, looking at your squad, and you know, you was quite honest and brutal about the state of your squad. Um, I wouldn't have thought Ben White makes sense. And you you said yeah, it probably doesn't make sense. It makes more sense for Arsenal than you. What what would you say your first priority is in terms of a position uh, and player that you've got in mind?
3: Yeah, so we need so we need a right back. You know, first and foremost, we need a right back. The the one that I want is Max Aaron, but I think we're gonna struggle now that BD D we've So um I'd quite like Lamperty at Brighton. Ah, um, uh, Thomas Mounier. It, it, it's again, it'll be a name that no one's heard of because that's sort of the way that Marcel Brand kind of works. You know, he he he, he likes to go out and get these you know established players, and he'll get one or two of them, i.e., Alan De Correa, and Rodriguez. But then he'll go under the radar and get a Ben Godfrey when no one really knew anything about Ben Godfrey. So I, I don't know who we're going to sign at right back, but that is an absolute priority for Everton. Coleman's been a fantastic servant, but he's, he's finished. He's, he's not he's not top level anymore. Um, Mason Holgate and Michael Keane will probably, I suspect they'll both leave. And if that happens, that's why Ben White makes sense, because he will play centre-back alongside either Yuri Mina, or uh Goddard.
0: Mike, do you think Hamez is gone then? Do
3: you Yeah, because pre- yeah, I, talks on Milan
0: today, isn't it, this evening yeah, that
3: I, I think I think Hamez is I think James is gone. I think I don't think they had a good relationship at Real Madrid, Benitez and him either. Um I think he doesn't necessarily fit with the way that Benitez plays football, we all know. Benitez "Well, likes to, likes to have every single player pushing. Likes to be quite aggressive. He did it with his Newcastle side. He did it with yourselves. You know, he, he works them to the bone." I don't think how fits that model. Um, I'll be, I'll be sad to see him go because you know when he has played for Everton, he's been fantastic. But unfortunately, um, he, he probably isn't. I'll let you, I'll let you do your super chat, and then I'll crack back on
0: got another Chris you sure this ain't one of your family members I see Mahmoud, thank you once again uh, not, for the super I'm not, chat I'm
1: not, I'm not happy if it is like spending Uh-oh. this kind of money
0: thank but, you very you know. much Um, Basuma isn't the ideal replacement for Winaldum. we need someone who is more box to box but more importantly who can chip in with some assists and goals our reliance on fullbacks to provide for our attackers needs to be tweaked
1: would you agree with that Chris uh, yeah look I agree and kind of disagree with that um um uh, I agree that Basuma isn't the ideal replacement for Gini. I'd say the different types of players. Um, Gini was more versatile in that he could play the box to box role as he proved for, for, for Holland um, in the Euros. We deployed him in various roles. I think Basuma is is mainly a, a destroyer, but for his for his um, for his national team, he does play in a more advanced role. And even in previous, uh, uh yeah, he, he he was he was known to have a brilliant strike on him. So, which unlike Ginny, Ginny can't shoot for shit. Like that was one of his criticisms, man. Fuck's sake. Like my baby daughter can kick the ball hard. But he's and, got sixteen yeah, and
0: twenty-six for Holland, I think.
1: Yeah, tapping, yeah. tapping, and headers, man. Forget that. We won't go into his Holland 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 role, but um, but yeah, I, I do. it But then I do agree with with what he says about we need more someone who can chip in with goals and assist, someone who who, who can get... We, we, we struggle to get people in the box, like on the edge of the box. We rely on, on our full-backs and then uh, our three players in the middle, as opposed to someone, you know, um, sort of getting on the end of the box and trying to finish off moves. And that's something we're probably looking at for Neuhaus to do. Um, he's, quite, he's, very, he's very clever in, in those, getting in those positions. A lot of talk of this
0: Octavia Gris from Porto. Very similar to Coutinho in terms of style of play. Close control,
1: very nippy with the ball, Um, quick. Not having it. Not no? having it. No, nah, not having it. Uh, a, as a player, don't rate him at all. Um, Yeah, man, he's pure, pure, pure. No, nah, I don't even want to be rude to him. Not having it. He's not Liverpool. I mean, I don't know if Arsenal and Everton want to snap him up. You know what I mean, but no, he's not. He's not. He's he's not Liverpool's. He's not Liverpool's levels. You know, talking about Hammers, his love and desire for the game reminds me of Ozil near the end at Arsenal. Do you see? Do you see a comparison to Jesse? I mean, you know, I don't want to go back to Ozil, but you know, and now the now the from from the Arsenal fans that I speak to, that criticism is being levied at. Your captain, I think he's your captain. Obama Young, is he still your captain? Mm-hmm. Was it just, yeah, is there any justification for, for doubting his his leadership, his hunger, his desire?
2: Mm. Well, just going back to the first point, do I see a similarity between Jaimez, Rodriguez and Ozo? Yes, I think. Um, but their, their journeys have been quite different, but I do think they've arrived at the same, the same stop. You know, it's like, well, I've kind of won it all. I've done a lot, you know, and now I'm just kind of like on the end tail end of my career, where can I go and chill, do very little and get a lot of money, you Mm -hmm. know, and it didn't really work out at Everton. So now he's trying to go to Milan, is it right? So, So we'll see what happens with that. But in terms of a bombing, I think, um, it's just unfortunate. We have to remember the circumstances in which, you know, have happened this season. Ozil, yes, he signed a contract and then he fell off and it seems like the same thing happened to Abamying. but I think it's quite different. Just, I mean, we started out the season with not a single creative midfielder available in the squad.
1: You mm-hmm. know,
2: that's going to really like significantly hurt Abamying. which I look at them, the club and say, you know, if you're going to spend the money on Aubameyang, you have to get, have somebody in the squad that can get him the ball because he doesn't create his own chances. So is that really Aubameyang's fault? Not really. I also think he got assurances on the types of players that were going to come in and they didn't come in. We know that we were supposed to get Thomas Party, and a WA. We only end up with Thomas. That's an issue. And then um, they don't register Ozil, you know, so for me, I just think it started off bad. And then he had some injuries. He got malaria. His mother was sick. So I'm willing to give him, like, another season to see if he can come back into yeah, form because, let's be real, like, the guy was was one of the best strikers in the league for the last two years. So I have a hard time believing that he's just the worst, you know. So I think Imamian will come back into form, but I'm not quite ready to be like, he ozled us. You know, I'm not quite there yet. He yeah,
1: ozled yeah. us. Brilliant. Yeah. Anything else in the comments, Mr. There Alvian?
0: is. There is. There is there is some comments and it's going to be back to that one again. Um, we, from what we've been told by GFFN, which is French's main national paper or outlet last, yesterday night, Mbappe has made it clear that he is prepared to sit out his last year of his contract with Paris saint Man. Grizz, killing Mbappe. Hope, please, for fans that are. Just bombarding Twitter right now and bombarding every outlet. Hope for Mbappe to Liverpool.
1: Um you I don't really like the way you asked me that question. Like you kind of just put me in that shit <laughs> where I have to like give you a definitive answer. Like you could have just said, you know, your focus. I said give hope. I said I give hope. hope. I, said Wait, give I, 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 I don't, don't own Liverpool. I don't own be- Liverpool. Listen, let me answer in it. I don't own Liverpool. I don't uh run
0: Liverpool. Okay. I do make the financial decisions. Let me, let me turn it
1: to, Let
0: me turn it. I know. I'm I Go Do you feel that over the last sort of 18 months, right, that a presentation has been proposed to Kylian Mbappe, his family, or representatives, whoever they may be, and say, look, if you join Liverpool Football Club at 22 for the next four years, this is where we think you can develop to. Whereas we think that if you go to Madrid now, with all the turmoil that's gone on there, Ancelotti's not going to stay there for three, four years, guys. He's not going to last two years there, right? And with Benzema's 34, Varane looks as if he's going. So I don't know what he's really going for. He might have seen the players that have gone there, the Rodrigo's, the Vinicius's, the Brahim Diaz's, who are similar age, who haven't really excelled. Do you think Liverpool have proposed something similar and said, look, come to Liverpool, do a three-year stint here, you'll be 25 and, you know, off you go to Madrid. Do you think something like that has happened in the previous sort of year or so, maybe?
1: So what we know, what we do know is Jurgen Klopp and the owner himself have have entertained the Mbappe family. Now, I'm sure they didn't link up to say, yo, what's happening What's the weather like in Paris? What's the weather like in Liverpool? Exchanged niceties and said, yeah, we should have a barbecue sometime. That That's logical, right? So that's a logical way of thinking about it, that we know of absolute interest in Kylian Mbappe. So when you have interest in a player, especially a business that is smart as Liverpool's, you know that there are certain players in the world or certain investments that you make, you know, it's a banker. You know, you invest in this player or this entity. The returns are huge. The commercial revenue is huge. Everything makes from a business point of view, not even if, even if you don't look at it from the sporting point of view, which is magnificent. He's without doubt, probably the best. I mean, we may touch upon his, you know, penalty miss. I don't think that really does any harm to him long-term. We know he's the best young player in world football and probably about to become after Messi and Ronaldo the best player in world football. So from that aspect, he makes every sense. Everywhere you look in social media and media, and you know you guys Mike and, and Jessica probably noticed that even though Man City are the richest club in the world, Real Madrid, uh, sorry uh, Chelsea have got money to burn. The only other club that's ever mentioned in the same breath as Kylian Mbappé, apart from Madrid, is Liverpool. Is that right, guys? Yeah. So there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is because the people around Mbappé and the people around PSG know, especially in the French media, that we have an interest in him. Of course, it's a long shot whether we get that deal over the line. But to say like a lot of people are saying that we've got absolute no chance and there's no interest defies logic to me. It makes no sense because for the last two years, the only two clubs that have been mentioned is Madrid and Liverpool. And Madrid because that's his childhood club and Liverpool because he he said before he believes in the project that Klopp's doing with his team. He's called us a fantastic team, a machine. He doesn't talk about other clubs like that. That's after meeting Klopp. Klopp, spoken to his father again for the purpose of trying to get the services of his son. So look, as long as Kylian Mbappe hasn't signed for another club, for me, there's hundred percent hope. I keep that hope that we can do something with him. That's just my opinion. But guys, um, do you want to read out this? this yeah, this that's your
0: chat from Mika Johnson. Hope, I, hope I've, um, pronounced that. Mohammed Bulfasi of, uh, GFFN. Chris, you know what that stands for, don't you? Or you don't want to attempt it? Uh, Said so no. Rafael Barane is expected to join Us. United. Um, Sancho Barane, Trippier. Yeah, there's been interest from Trippier to United and then Didi or Rice. What a look, window. Look again,
1: look again, again, with these kind of things, what a window. Look, they've got Sancho. That's what we know so far. If they end up with all of them, then it's what a window. If they only end up with Sancho and then Trippier, that's not what a window. So look, people are linked with everyone. Arsenal, Jessica will tell you have been linked with about ten players just in the last week. This kind of shit is that time of season, you know. I don't know if mikey has been like linked with many players. I haven't seen any names for Everton. Like, is there any been any names, Mikey, that you can fill in with us?
3: Like, what, we've been the ones when we had Carlo Ancelotti as manager, but now because. It's been so all about managers. We've literally been linked with no one. Um, before then, we were linked with Kudobale, which was just madness. That wasn't going to happen. But we were linked with him. Um, we were linked with Isco from Real Madrid. Um, we were even linked with Felipe Coutinho, which again wasn't going to happen. Ugh. Now we're going to be- taking our
1: scraps.
0: Yeah, well. You know. <laughs>
3: Um, and and now, yeah, the only player that we've been linked with recently is, is Mateus Nunes, who plays for a sport in Lisbon young lad, 21 years old, very aggressive central midfielder, a good ball carrier, not Premier League proven. So,
1: again, a bit of a gamble 15 million. Um, and we have also been linked with Cripia. excellent. Southern Scouser makes a good point. He says, Get ready for some random Spaniards, Duffy's, because that's no, what Billy we'll used to do exactly. Um, guys, time has flown, man. And that's what happens when you're having great chat. I had not even noticed the time has been, I I did promise you guys it's going to be maximum an hour, but I hope you don't mind. We're going a bit over time. Um, Jessica, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. Hopefully we can do this again. Um, let the, let the good people know where they can find you for more great, great content.
2: Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at It's Jacinho. It's right there on the screen. And I'm not sure this is a Liverpool channel, so you guys probably don't care about Arsenal. But my channel is She Knows Arsenal. So if you want to pop over there and, and banter me, I know some Liverpool fans like to come over there and, and talk smack every once in a while. It's a good time, you know, so you can follow me there as well. <laughs> Bring
1: it. Yeah, no, no, we know we know you can handle it now. So I'm going to join them myself, actually. I'm going to subscribe. And she definitely knows Arsenal. Uh, Mikey. Again, thank you. I know it's been a bit turbulent uh, the last couple of hours for you, but thank you so much for for helping me out again tonight, man.
3: No, no, no worries. Obviously, I mean, Avi, you already know you backed me when I had a bit of uh, beef online yeah. the other the other month. So, fair play, to agree Obviously, we've known each other for a while now. Watch you on the on the big six, the Turkish, and that. So, you know, got all the time in the world for you. The banter you have with Saeed is
1: hilarious, like absolutely hilarious. <sighs> Two
0: peas in the pod, didn't they?
1: Two yeah, things that <laughs> That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Listen, there's way too many serious people that take themselves too seriously on these platforms. Like we're not Gary Lineker's. Like we're not the people that go too much of the day for that. We're giving we, we're giving you fans perspectives from real fans' point of views. So and real fans banter with each other, guys. Yes. That's what we do. That's what rivalry is about. Tribalism. As long as it's respectful. Always, you know, I've always got time for it. But thank you once again. My main man, Avi, you know, I forgive you for being late, you know, and all mm-hmm. that. You're an absolute legend. What's happening? What's the plans for the week? Anything, anything happening over the weekend?
0: No, it's a 4th of July celebration, so... Um, of course. I will, oh, yeah. be, um, I will be here and there and celebrating with the un- in-laws, unfortunately. But my father-in-law is great. He's not a bad crack, so it's good. Just before we sign out, um, guys, please visit the lfcdt.com website. We've got some great new merch. Also, uh, the su- uh, support the Sienna Steps. Um, let's get her treatment um, in America, so please, guys... Um, sponsor where you can and yeah that's a wrap um i don't want to close the show out so because i'll let you have the final words
1: no there's no more final words man i think it's been a fantastic show in the end uh all the mayhem that i caused at the start you know i was a little bit late but that's all it is but apart from that hope you guys enjoyed the show uh we've got what day is it tomorrow wednesday friday tomorrow friday yeah close close enough one day out um Tomorrow is the European show, isn't it? The final one in the ep- series. For- no, it's it- the
0: second to last one. We've got um, Dan. There's one more. <laughs> I'm
1: joking, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um,
0: for all those who haven't been in a European Cup final, <clears throat> just come in and tune in and um, <laughs> just have a little listen. <laughs> a little listen along. So, no, it's all good.
1: Yeah, it'll be brilliant. But listen, guys, <laughs> it, uh, we couldn't we, we couldn't leave the show without another dig at Everton. Come on, Mike. You know the score. That's how it works, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But brilliant, guys. Um, have a wonderful evening or day or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. We hope to see you next Thursday again for another episode of Transfer Carnage. Peace out.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.